Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just, for me, has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better, and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach. Always available, too, at carolthecoach.com. Now, I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I'm married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I, I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online, and, and I'm in a different part of the country. I, I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough, and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then, and you're really reenacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? And you know, Russell was asking about sexual addiction and it typically does boil down to self-esteem as well as perhaps trauma. In addition, it may be just a terrible habit that you've gotten into and it has taken control. I, I tell my guys in sexual addictions group, I say, hey, it's brain lock. It is when the brain holds on to something and won't let go, and you become more and more obsessed about looking at porn, cheating on your wife or husband, um, and and maybe even getting on chat lines, um, talking with women, in the bars. I mean, it, it's just out-of-control behavior that you can't control, you can't stop, despite the consequences. We always look at the three major factors in is something an addiction. First of all, what is the problem? Second of all, what are the secrets that you tell yourself and others to hide the problem? And most of all, what are the consequences? You know, today I had a man ask me. He said, you know what, I'm just trying to figure out, am I a healthy sexual male? By the way, he has um, three women that he is supporting and seeing on the side while married. So am I a healthy male or do I have a sexual addiction? So I had to say to him, okay, now what's the deal here? You know, what's the problem? And he goes, well... I don't like myself, a.k.a. self-esteem. I don't feel good about the relationship I'm in, and that's with his wife. And I don't feel good about the relationships that I'm keeping secret, and that's with the three other women that he's supporting. He's tried to stop. He can't. He has tried to leave his wife. 
and he doesn't want to. He is stuck. And when you're stuck in sexual behavior that you feel shame about, you feel guilt, you feel unhappy about, then more than likely you have a sexual addiction. And I am so glad to have you here tonight on Strength, Hope, and Recovery. This is Sexual Addiction with Carol the Coach. Tonight we're going to be interviewing Mark Smith, and he is an amazing writer and has a wonderful counseling center that specializes in addiction of all types. But um, he has written this new ebook called Managing Abandonment Issues Through Recovery. And it is an ebook, it, uh, and we're going to talk about how you can download that book, how much does it cost. He's part of the Family Tree Counseling Center, and you can reach him on FamilyTreeCounseling.com. And we're going to be talking to him at about 9.15. Now, if you follow the show, and I'm sure you do, I have over 8,000 listeners. I'm very pleased that there are that many people listening to the show. I imagine it's going to triple by the end of the year. This is a problem that is absolutely rampant. Um, you know, I got an email last week from a man who said that he has a good relationship with his wife, um, but he said there is no question that I have a sexual addiction because I do porn, I have online chatting, I use a webcam, and I keep them all secret from my wife. If you remember, he said, I will not tell my wife I'm trying to stop because she caught me five years ago with porn, and if I told her that, that, um, and then she knew that I had started back, she would leave me. Now, he really has taken the show seriously. He said, you know, I don't think I have any... uh, real trauma Uh, he says before I was 17 the only thing I can think of is at age 3 or 4 I'm sorry at age 12 or 13 at least 3 or 4 times I did have a sleepover with a friend and we touched each other Um, today he's just embarrassed about it and he doesn't remember much feeling at the time it went away quickly and never really bothered him He also described his relationship with his wife, and he said, you know, she only likes sex two to four times a month, and he wants it every day. And so he masturbates masturbates to release, and yet that masturbation has escalated as time has gone on. They have four kids. She's tired all the time, and... He doesn't feel like they emotionally connect, but he does say, hey, we don't have intimacy issues. We, we've been married 20 years. We hang out every night. We watch TV. We go on walks, and we talk about everything. So what I had said to him last week, because he didn't want to call into the show, and I get that. He wants to be anonymous, and he's fearful that someone will recognize him. Even though I certainly emailed them and said, if somebody's listening to the show, they probably have the same problem. But he did. He emailed me last week, and he said, thank you so much. I listened to the webcast, and you pretty much had everything right. What I have been doing the last handful of times when I slip back into into addiction is cheating on my wife. You know, I've asked him. I said, hey, I wish I knew more about this guy's webcam use and his Internet porn. And so he says, is cheating on my wife an issue? Well, I did forget to mention before that when I slip into the addiction, I've also been going to strip clubs, 
paying for lap dances until I get a happy ending, and that I have been talking to people on chat line, and I have used the webcam. Um, He says, I go to strip clubs for about 20 minutes on my way home from work, and mostly when I go away on business, I would go to the strip club about three to six times a year. Well, what you can hear about this man is that when he can get away, he does his absolute best to get this sexual pleasure in. And he says, you know, the chatting and and hope for webcamming was much worse. I didn't tell you this, but he said, I would find women to chat with, ask them about masturbation and their sex life, and intimate details about what they like sexually. I try to talk to them. I talk them into getting naked with me on webcam, and I'd ask them to take pictures of themselves. He said, I only actually got naked on webcam one time. It was the chase that was most exciting and addictive, and the chase is what took almost all my time. Unfortunately, getting an iPhone is what made it all possible. Well, he's absolutely right. And for some people, believe it or not, it is not the actual sexual encounter. It's not the lap dance. It's not um, having oral sex by a prostitute. It's not even sexual intercourse with the person they meet. It is actually the chase. And that can be the, the addiction, the addiction prior to what you would assume is the addiction, which is the sexual play. Now, he said he found an app on on a website that was very good for looking for women to do this with. Well, yeah, we all know that there are plenty of adult um, finder websites that will take you that direction. I have to be careful because certainly in my work with individual clients and in group, I never really talk about ways that people have Um, been able to pursue their sexual addiction. I don't particularly want to share that because I don't want to give anybody any new ideas. And the same thing with this radio show. I'm not interested in giving you any ideas of what you can do um, to get sexual stimulation. What I'm interested in doing is helping you figure out what is the problem and how to get help. So as he explained, As recent as a month ago, I was totally obsessed with the chatting part. I would spend most of the day at work chatting and and instead of working all of my waking moments thinking about the chatting and to chat while he was in the kitchen next to his wife. He couldn't stop. He wanted to stop, but he couldn't. He kept asking himself, where is this going and when is it going to end? So sometimes he would find the will to stop. But then, a day later, he'd start chatting with women again. Now, okay, this guy deleted his account, hoping that it would go away, and two times it has, he has gone back to that same account. He knows that the problem is very destructive, and he's more daring to do it right in front of his wife, throwing consequence to the wind. And you heard me at the beginning of the show saying, when people have a problem, Oftentimes, they know what their problem is, and part of the excitement is in the secrets that they keep. I mean, here this guy is. He says he has no intimacy problems with his wife, but at 
same time, and we'll call him Sam, um, Sam was escalating the issue by talking with these people right next to his wife. He says, this problem is very destructive, and I am more daring to do it right in front of my wife, throwing consequence to the wind. That's right, Sam, because the consequence is at some point she's going to figure it out. She's going to be very angry. She may end up ending the relationship. You know, she already knew this was a problem once. You don't want to tell her what the problem is because you don't want her to lose faith in you. But, Sam, believe me, your issues are escalating more and more and more. If this sounds like you, feel free to give me a call at 646-595-3284. That is the number to this show, and you can call me anytime from 9 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. Again, that number is 646-595-3284. Okay, so Sam actually knows that his behavior is out of control and that his wife is on to him to some degree and that this man is bored. He's looking at porn. He's tried to stop and he hasn't been able to. The triggers are right in front of him, and he is compulsive. Now, I encourage Sam to get with a certified sexual addiction therapist, somebody who has training in this field. This will not get better with your average therapist because your average therapist doesn't know what to do. I've also encouraged Sam to get to a 12-step meeting. Now, you can get online at www.sa or saa.org and then put in your state and find out where the meetings are and get your butt to a meeting. When you get yourself to a meeting and you develop new friends and you have a sponsor and you start doing the reading you need to do, you will have the inclination to become more authentic, more transparent, and more real. And that spiritual uh, transformation will be stronger than the addiction. That's what I promise you. And then in the same time, you know, we always do look for major life issues that can be problems, like abandonment, like attachment issues, like neglect and abuse. And so we always look for the trauma, although not everybody has experienced trauma. Um, You know, Sam has not identified anything that says, oh, he had a traumatic, uh, traumatic childhood. But he definitely is talking about that out of control behavior. And, you know, he says, You know, Carol, actually I found that if I masturbate, I can get the feeling and desires to go away for a short amount of time, so sometimes I do that to get the triggers to stay away. However, at my church, that is considered a mortal sin, so I'm trying not to do that also. Well, Sam, you're absolutely right. You know, masturbating is not the way to to relieve a sexual addiction. You need to get the proper help. So keep me posted. Keep emailing me. You can always email me. Anybody can email me at carolthecoach 
at AOL.com. And I'll be happy to answer your questions. I'll be happy to talk to you on the air. And keep listening to this show so that you realize who are the experts in the field and what do they have to contribute so that you understand yourself just a little bit better. So tonight we're going to be interviewing Mark Smith, and I'm telling you he is a, he's a prolific writer. He has written this e-book that is so easy to get to, and he's going to be talking about how can you download his e-book, Managing Abandonment Issues Through Recovery. And so, Mark, welcome to the show. Hi, Coach Carol. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing well, and I was so excited to see that you are just, you're writing lots and lots of books that have to do with addiction, they have to do with trauma, and they have to do with what do you do to cope with your life so that you improve it and make the best ever. So, now tell me, what inspired you to write this book? Well, abandonment issues, uh, I call them the King Kong of issues. Um, basically, a lot of people, that they may not know what I mean by abandonment issues, but mm-hmm. a better way to say it would be uh, crazy jealousy issues. It's It's basically when somebody overreacts when they think you're backing up from them and they, they just act – irrational and very emotionally reactively and it's just it's just a huge problem with people that I work with and it's probably the most painful issue that people have to deal with so between it being painful and prevalent I just thought it would be a good topic for a book well, yeah, and it sounds like you're saying not only is it painful and prevalent, but truly it interferes with developing healthy relationships so that you really get your needs met. Right. Uh, people that have abandonment issues, I, I, I like to say that they're they're sort of emotionally little on the inside, uh, and and it goes back to um, there was some form of abandonment in their childhood. So unfortunately, having a healthy relationship probably for those folks is going to be difficult because there's going to be there's going to be a lot of drama, a lot of reactivity in their relationships. Well, I know you're an expert at, at working with couples, and we will talk about that in a minute because obviously those people probably hook up with people who are afraid to merge, and so the cycle escalates and and nobody gets their needs met. But can we just look for a second at the actual person? You said that the abandonment probably stemmed from childhood issues. So when you're dealing with somebody like this, what do you – what do you do with that client to help them identify and process those abandonment issues? Well, like any other issue, whether it's alcoholism or drug addiction or sexual addiction, the first order of business is uh, understanding your problem and admitting to your problem. Uh So I'll have people come in uh, who – uh, the person with abandonment issues, they're, they're jealous, they're, they're controlling, they're possessive, and they think they're being completely rational. Uh-huh. So I've, I've got to do a lot of educating 
and and saying no, uh, not allowing your husband to leave the house to go watch a football game, you know, mm-hmm. with his dad at at a bar, that's that's a little much. <laughs> you know, he he just going to a game with his dad, have a beer, watch the football game. It's okay. So you help put in perspective what are healthy boundaries versus unhealthy boundaries. Exactly, exactly. And what are those three um, precursors you said, jealousy and somebody who is controlling? And what was the third one? Uh, Possessive. Possessive, okay. So if we have listeners who feel possessive, controlling, and jealous, it may be that they've experienced abandonment early on in their childhood. It, I mean, it really is. Uh, my experience, I would say probably at least 50, 60 percent uh-huh. of, of pe- people in our culture, there, there's some abandonment issues, and, and, and maybe even as much as 25, 30 percent, those abandonment issues are pretty severe. Okay. So. Well, I can see why this is something you felt very compelled to write about. And obviously, it shows up when you do have a relationship because the person that doesn't understand that their behavior is abnormal and they're possessive, controlling, and jealous, they hook up with what type of person? Uh, Well, you know, like any kind of uh, childhood uh, wounding or or trauma, you know, whatever you experience, unfortunately – you're going to grow up and marry. So I, I had a couple in tonight, and uh, uh, you know it was it was something where um, I could tell right away that the the wife was reactive and judgmental and uh, critical. Uh-huh. And, and then I found I found out that that her mother died unexpectedly when she was 12. Mm. Okay. So. So, so I knew that she uh, unconsciously but deliberately she picked a fellow who um, is a distancer, mm-hmm. uh, a fellow a fellow who grew up in a family where there's a lot of criticism. So she criticizes him, and then he distances, and then when she distances, she criticizes him more, which then he distances more. Right. So it's a it's a bit of a wicked cycle. Yeah, and and then nobody gets their needs met, but they are in that wicked cycle, and it's very dysfunctional, and they don't develop that intimacy. And you know, Mark, I know that you and I have both worked with sexual addiction, and certainly a lot of the men and women, but especially women. Um, have been traumatized by their husband's addiction. So there has oh, been yeah. abandonment and there has been infidelity. Oh. That, that's the worst. Uh-huh. I mean, what, what I was talking about before was minor. Uh-huh. But let's, say, let's say there's been an affair or sexual addiction. So then you actually have been abandoned in pretty much the worst way possible uh, for a married person is to have them their spouse be sexual with another person or persons. Mm-hmm. So that's when you that's when you really have your work cut out for you because they come in and they're just 
they're just uh, filled with anger and a sense of victimization and reactivity and so uh, that and it and it hurts so badly. It's so it's I can't even put into words how painful that is to find out that your spouse has cheated on you if you have abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's horrific. It's, yeah, it's horrific because obviously that would hurt anybody. But if you've got abandonment issues, it plays out your very worst fear that that you experienced all through your childhood. So this book that you wrote, this ebook, which is amazing, Managing Abandonment Issues Throughout Recovery, you wrote it um, because you knew that you needed to kind of educate people on what they could do. And I, I love the way you wrote it because you give information and then you do interviews. I mean, people can download this book and actually see the experts face-to-face. Yeah, I, um, you know, uh, this is something that hasn't been written about a whole lot. That There, there is a, a popular book that, that most people read on, on the subject. But it's a little short on clinical examples. Uh-huh. So my book, it, it starts out with 20 different couples, and it gives examples of what their abandonment issues look like. It's very uh-huh. practical. It's very easy to read. The thing about abandonment issues is you can't fix them, you, and that's why I call it managing. It's more like having diabetes. Mm-hmm. If you have if you have abandonment issues, you're going to have them the rest of your life. But the more you understand about them, and the more you learn how to take care of yourself, the less damage they can cause in your life. Okay, so it's like any other addiction or major illness you cannot eliminate it but you can learn how to manage it so that you can live healthy productive lives yeah it's it's in my opinion it's it's probably more intense even than most addictions okay um let's say let's say a fella has is an alcoholic and and he he's driving by a bar i mean he's going to have a a temptation to go mm-hmm. in and drink, right? But but with abandonment issues, um, it's like you can have a thought about your husband and think about how he flirted with somebody at a party, mm-hmm. and it, it can like it can take you over. It it can it can it's almost like becoming instantaneously drunk, and it can make you act really crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it's a really powerful thing that can sort of take you over in the moment. So, what made you decide that you wanted to write this type of book, especially on something um, as difficult as abandonment? Well, I'm, I'm a writer. Um, I've actually written uh, five, uh, four other books mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm, I'm sort of uh, editing them. I'm going to be re-releasing them. Um, and I just, it, it seemed like the most compelling topic mm-hmm. simply because it affects so many couples and because it's just so excruciatingly painful and because there isn't really a lot written about it. Okay, so, so there's not a lot written about it. It is so painful you wanted to help. And 
and truly, it sounds like you had a lot of couples that have dealt with this issue. Oh, like it just it just comes up again and again. And and what what ha- what's helpful is people come in and they they say they're having communication problems, and and that's not what they're having. A lot of times, they're what they're having is one person has abandonment issues, and the other person has has what I call, what we call shame. Mm -hmm. So when one person's feeling abandoned, they become very critical and reactive. And then the other person who feels criticized, they get reactive because they've been criticized. So it it just seemed like a right topic to, to write about that could really help a lot of people. I've been getting emails from people from all over the world for about 10 years now who've seen us, like I have an article, some articles that have been out on Google worldwide, and and people are just starving all across the world uh, for information, helpful information. I'll give them some relief from their abandonment issues. Well, that obviously has to make you feel pretty good because when people are in extreme pain, you want to be able to give them some tools or some information that's going to help them. So, so kind of go into how do you work with a couple that's had that infidelity, that abandonment um, as adults, yeah. and obviously had it as, in their childhood. Well, uh, the first thing that I try to do is create a safe environment in the room. Um, I had a situation where uh, let me give you an example of. And this this is not a t- things don't normally go this well, <laughs> but I, I had so I had a couple come in, couple, yeah, about a year and a half ago. She's ready to kill him, uh-huh. and and she she already has an appointment with an attorney. She's going that same day, so I, I knew I had like I knew I had like one session to reach this gal. Uh-huh. She she thought she married this really conservative nice fellow, but. As it turns out, he he was he was uh, on the internet sending out nasty pictures. Okay. And and she was appalled. She was destroyed. Uh, she was very angry and reactive. But I simply said, you know what? Uh, there's no victims in marriage. We all marry the wounds from our childhood or whoever wounded us the most. And you should have seen this lady. She, her whole demeanor changed, and she just said, I got it. Just that quick. It was just like within 10 minutes. And turns out her dad was a notorious sexual addict who had done time in prison for sexual crimes. And so she had been running away from her childhood her whole life, and, of course, she ran right into it. So that epiphany for her, it just changed everything. She 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 wasn't reactive. She wasn't belittling. He kept doing his work. Now they're very happily married, and things are going great. Okay, so obviously it was the insight that helped her to understand. Oh my gosh, you know this was yeah. this was happening in my childhood, and now I'm repeating the pattern. And so how did you help her learn how to manage her own feelings about abandonment? 
That's a really good question. So every week they would come in, and almost every week she would be in a in an abandonment spiral where she was she was victimy and harsh and whiny, and and I would just be very direct and and say, well, you're having an abandonment reaction. When he did this, you felt that. It's rooted in your abandonment from your from your dad and his sexual addiction. So you just you just name it. And sometimes you got you got to be a little abrasive, a little direct. But if you have a teachable client, then the light bulb turns on and they're like, oh, okay, got it, and it changes everything. So here she she got it, and you know obviously this is a woman who had some insight. And then what did you do to manage the actual couple? Well, you know, uh, there's there's a, a movie uh, that came out about 10 years ago called Mother, where mm-hmm. uh, Albert, Albert Brooks plays the adult son of Debbie Reynolds, and um, he has an epiphany about why, I mean, he had some abandonment issues from childhood. And as soon as he got the epiphany, he was healed, according mm-hmm. to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work that way in real life. Right. This lady, she had the epiphany, but it took a year and a half of group therapy, reading books, couples therapy, individual therapy, where they really worked hard for the the depth of those insights to really settle in. Plus, she did a good bit of what I, what we call inner child work. Where, where she would come in and she, she would look like a little girl and she'd talk about her dad and she'd cry. It was very sweet, but it was very deep. It's like a, like almost sort of like regressing into that little child. And, you know, he did similar work and they, they just, they got, they got, you know, they got a little bit healthier to where their, their marriage was really workable. Boy, that had to make you feel really good because obviously they were heading for divorce court. She had already started that process. Well, that's that's the cool thing about a lot of insights uh, in uh, from from your childhood and how it's connected to your marriage. Once people see it, it makes mm-hmm. all the difference in the world. And yeah, we uh, through our practice and practices like ours, you end up saving hundreds of marriages that would have otherwise ended in divorce. Well, tell the tell the listeners how they can download your ebook. How much is it and and what they can expect? You said it's 10 or 20 couples that you've actually 20. Um, 20, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, well, how can uh, they get to your ebook? Yeah, it's it's pretty simple. You just come to our website which is family tree counseling.com mm-hmm. and uh, uh, right up right at the top about I don't know maybe uh, a quarter of the way down there's a section on ebooks and and there's actually a, a little picture of the book you just click on the book that will bring you to another page that tells you a lot about me tells you a lot about abandonment there are uh, videos that you can watch that I've made about abandonment. 
And then at the bottom of that page, you can click to buy it, and that'll bring you to the store. It's uh, it's $14.95, but just this week, I'm also going to give away two other books with it. Mm, okay. Um, I'm giving away giving away for free a book called The Basics for a Healthy Life and Marriage. And what that book is, is it goes over the basics about codependency, shame, boundaries, healthy intimacy, healthy self-care. Um, and then I'm also going to be giving away, I haven't added the link yet, I'm going to add it later tonight, uh, a book on marriage called Startling Insights into the Healing Powers of Marriage. Uh-huh. And that book is that book is about the fact that whoever you marry, you think they're your problem because they're hurting you, uh-huh. but you find out that they're really not your problem. They're part of the cure. Because they're like the gift, aren't they? <laughs> they, you know, I tell that to people, and you know, if somebody's come in and and, and their spouse has had an affair. Sometimes in the first session, I, I drop the, they're a gift on them, and, and they usually look at me like I'm insane. Right, right. <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little much for the first session, the whole gift thing. Okay, but, but we okay. get there eventually. We get there but we eventually. we know as therapists that they actually are gifts because we attract the people that we need in our life to help us work out all of our issues. So they are a gift because we couldn't do it in childhood but we can do it as adults. We are empowered to do it as adults. They're, they're actually a wonderful gift, an opportunity, but they don't feel like a gift. They, they right, feel no, because they're so painful. It's so painful, mm-hmm. so painful. But it gives. It, otherwise, you wouldn't have the opportunity to reach those deep wounds that you've been carrying around inside you your whole life, but you just really haven't had access to them. So this gives you access and helps you to get a lot of work done. Yeah, and, and, you know, that does take a lot of insight, and it takes what I call faith, faith to believe that this is an opportunity for you to heal the old wounds with the person that has committed themselves to you, even if they look like they can't commit because they're unfaithful or they're alcoholic or they use drugs. Right. Erasureholics, whatever that issue is, right. And you have but really if, made it your mission to work with couples. Can you tell our listeners why couple work, couples work, is so important to you? Um, it's just that, um, uh, frankly, uh, that's why most people come to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they don't. People don't come to a therapist very often and say they would like to explore the pain of their inner child, or at least they don't to me. They call me and say, you know, my wife had an affair or my husband drinks too much or my husband works too much or we don't make love anymore. So so that's what gets them in the door is Mm -hmm. they're coming in wanting to fix the marriage and and they bring in with them a lot of urgency and pain. So it's sort of like a therapist's dream because you have this, this flood of 
highly motivated clients who are are really wanting to do work on their pain. Yeah. So I just exactly. you just sort of start you just sort of start where people are at and and that's that in our culture that's mainly why people come to therapy is a marriage or a relationship that's sort of broken down or blown up. So what can people expect if they download your book? They're going to get they're going to get a history on 20 different people, and obviously they're going to be looking at the people going, hey, that sounds just like me. And, yeah. and what else are they going to get? Well, um, in our practice, we're, we're big believers in sharing our, our, our own recovery work. So uh-huh. the biggest section of the book is discussion of the clinical stuff. Then there's a big section actually about my own struggles. Um, I was abandoned as a child. Uh, in midlife, I had uh, some very intense abandonment issues come up. So, so you'll learn about this sort of dark, painful process by somebody who went through it themselves. Uh-huh. And, then, and then the last section there's a section about the recovery process and how to get better and how to gain objectivity in the process of, you know, becoming healthier with your spouse. And for anybody who's in the Indianapolis area, because we have quite a following here, although we have 8,000 listeners all over the world, so it's not just um, Indianapolis. But if somebody from Indianapolis wanted to work with you, how would they get a hold of you? Um, probably the, the easiest way would be just to, to have them uh, call my uh, assistant. And uh, my assistant's name is, is Nancy. And uh, you can you can reach her during business hours. I'm digging out her phone number. Um, but she uh, handles my, my booking and uh, but you can reach Nancy at uh, 317-605-7015. So it's uh, 317-605-7015. Or if you're more of an email person, you mm-hmm. can just email me at familytreecounseling at juno, J-U-N-O, dot com. Okay, and and you know obviously again you have uh, you've experienced this yourself. You've worked through it yourself. You are a person who has done your work, and I've always admired you for that. You've you um, have worked really hard at that, and you've made it your mission to help couples. Now, what I heard you say is that's the majority of people that come in to see you. But truly, if somebody isn't in a coupleship but they want to and they know they've got abandonment issues. Maybe they are chronically um, cheated upon by people in their life, and oh, they're yeah. single right oh, now. Yeah. This book is going to oh, help yeah. them. Yeah. Well, the book will help, and, and then I do a lot of therapy with single people, and I sort of teach them uh, how to date in a healthy way, which means, uh, one, it means uh, you're probably going to date at least three or four, maybe even five years before you'd ever get married. Mm-hmm. Two, you know you're going to pick somebody who's a little crazy. 
because I mean, if if the first spouse was crazy and the parents were crazy, you know, the next one will maybe be a little less crazy because of the work you've done. But they're gonna they're, don't fool yourself and think they're gonna be the perfect person with no issues. And then and then the third thing is, uh, once you start to have issues, you bring them in during dating before you get married and work on the issues ahead of time, an ounce of prevention truly is worth a pound of cure. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you know, as I was reading your book, I was it was just an, an interesting read. I mean, it, I, I said it to a colleague of mine. I said it's a book for people with ADHD because clearly you read a little bit and then you get an interview. You get some education, right. and then you get an interview. Right. You get some education, right. and then you read about another couple. I mean, so it's right. it's real. It really holds your attention. Can you give our listening audience one skill that you would promote to a couple or to an individual who wanted to work on abandonment abandonment issues? I mean, the the goal really is is what I call detachment. Uh-huh. And that and that is to to have the abandonment stuff come up, but to not react and to just what what you would do is you would tell your spouse, well, honey, uh, when you went out with your girlfriends tonight, um, I I had a hard time uh, having any peace at home. I was imagining you um, flirting with men and getting phone numbers and I drank three beers in the garage and I'm, I'm active. I feel a little nuts right now and I'm sad. See that that's not an attack. It's, it's, they're saying, I know it's my issue. I know I'm a little goofy right now. Can I get a hug and see that's not going to start a fight that you're just going to get a little affirmation but if you drink uh, six beers and you don't have any insight into your abandonment issues and your girlfriend comes home or your wife comes home, you're going to start out by saying, let me see your phone because I know, I know that you've been up to no good. And, and, you know, I bet you have phone numbers and I'm tired of you cheating on me. And, and then it becomes an awful fight, horrible fight. Oh, absolutely. And so what do you think about, you know, there's a whole new school of thought, clearly with infidelity, i.e. sexual addiction, there's polygraph tests, there's, you know, having filters that you can double check the phone, see the keystrokes, all that stuff. What do you think about something like that? Well, you know, it, in our culture, we're we're innocent until we're proven guilty, mm-hmm. and and so for somebody who who never has cheated, there's no indication they've cheated. Um, so for them to to be scrutinized as if they're already guilty, that would be their spouse having an abandonment issue, mm-hmm. and so we need we need to work on the paranoia and the jealousy, but. If there's been acting out, if there's been an affair, if there's been sexual addiction, then that person is on a short leash. They're on relationship probation, and they need to have their phone checked. They need to have their email checked. I had one fella 
his sexual addiction included spending large sums of money, and mm-hmm. for the past year, he's walked around with a dollar in his pocket. Oh, wow. And okay. The, do- the dollar is to put it in the basket at the Sex Addicts Anonymous meeting. That's the only reason he's got the dollar. Uh-huh. But she knows that he's not paying $150 for a hooker or some kind of uh, illicit sexual act because he's only got he's only got a dollar. So right. so things like that, I, I polygraph them all for them, but only when somebody has proven that they have an addiction or that they have broken trust by having an affair. See, and that's exactly what I think, too. Until there's absolute evidence that somebody has committed some sort of infidelity, you need to get your feelings in check. And as you indicated, it's probably more reminiscent of an abandonment issue. But once they have cheated, then they have to do whatever it takes to make the person feel comfortable for a certain amount of time. Maybe that's six months. Maybe that's a year. I say up to two years, depending on how many times. Oh, I agree. Unfaithful. Yeah. I I think the main thing is the person who has acted out or cheated is they need to express a very genuine, heartfelt repentance and remorse that they uh-huh. just couldn't couldn't be more sorry. Not not shame. Not beating themselves up in shame, but just to say, I am so sorry for bringing this pain into your life and and if you need to look at my phone or my email or have me carry around a limited amount of cash then whatever you need to make yourself uh feel safer right it's really and you know mark that's i run a sexual addictions group and what i'm so impressed with in terms of the men that i work with is that if they're in relationship with somebody else, they are willing, if they're truly in recovery, they're willing to do whatever it takes to ease the pain of the significant other because they don't yeah. want them to feel abandoned anymore. And, right. I, you know, I really admire the fact that they are on, as you called it, a short leash. But that's not the way it's always going to be. Right. The leash can get longer as you prove yourself to be trustworthy. Right, and if that doesn't happen, then you've got to work with the partner to get them to be able to build that trust, which, of course, means decreasing the abandonment. Yeah. You know, I would say of all the people I work with that have abandonment issues where their spouse Mm -hmm. has had an affair, Mm -hmm. there's probably probably 75% of them that we can help but there's there's probably about a quarter of them their abandonment issues are just too intense they're they're too little on the inside and they can understand it with their head but they they're just not going to forgive and they're going to punish you and they're going to beat you up and they're going to shame you and and they just frankly they just aren't they're not healthy enough to change and and unfortunately I can't, we can't really help Folks like that, that they usually end up getting divorced, unfortunately. Right, and then they end up magnetizing the exact same person with the same issues 
only to prove that life is about infidelity when truly it isn't, that they, they are so damaged that they aren't willing to be vulnerable enough to make their life better. And that is so sad. Uh, I, I can't tell you. There are some of the examples in the book of, of people who um, I had this one fella, and when he would talk, his, his girlfriend had an affair, and he had horrible abandonment issues. And, and when he was a big athletic tall man but when he cried he looked like a four-year-old it was it was just torturous to watch this man cry yeah well and and really we understand that because when people have been through difficult difficult periods of abandonment through their childhood and then into adulthood that vulnerability is there that sadness and that that childlike quality so, again, I want to reiterate to anybody who's listening tonight that the book is called, it's an e-book, so you can download it tonight. It's called Managing Abandonment Issues Through Recovery, and you can learn more by going to www.familytreecounseling.com slash forward slash e-books, and that will take you to the site where you need to actually download this book, and uh, I'm assuming you're giving a money-back guarantee. It's such a good book. Um, actually, actually, just have, just have them go to familytreecounseling.com uh, and okay. then click the link. That'd be a little simpler. Uh, yes, uh, no questions asked. Um, uh, when people uh, download the the book, I I, I had a lady who. Uh, she was actually the the wife of the minister who who married uh, uh, my wife and I 30 years ago, and I, I don't think she found it to be maybe spiritual focused mm-hmm. enough, and she she got a full refund, no questions asked. So, it, but this week, like I said, you get three books. One of them for the is price 60, of one. Yeah, one of them is 66 pages, the basics for healthy life and marriage. One of them is 65 pages, the book on marriage, and then the uh, abandonment book is 118 pages. So you get a lot of good material for 14.95. Yes, unbelievable. And you have always made it your mission to educate people. And, you know, I so appreciate you taking the time to educate our listeners because abandonment is a big part of sexual addiction as well as any kind of addiction. Yeah, it doesn't have it really to is. be, but it, it's about 65% of all addiction yeah. stems from abandonment, uh, abuse, and neglect. And, yeah. um, you know, we, we both studied with Patrick Carnes. We understand that yeah. if you don't work with that issue, all the other issues aren't going to get better. Right, right. Remember the uh, the the fellow? I think he's still around. Don's Guns, the the fellow who has the commercial where he he says, uh, "I don't want to make money. I, I just want to sell guns." Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's sort of how I feel about these books because because I mean I I sold one to a to a guy in South Africa. I sold one to a guy in Australia. It just makes my day. When, when I know that, that somebody who's really in a lot of pain, because I know how much the book will help them. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not I, the reason I charge is because I've spent a ton of hours, and the way I write is I go on trips to write because it helps me focus. So I've I know you do. I follow your blog. You, that's when you <laughs> yeah. write the most is when you're out by, typically by the beach. 
I usually ride on the beach because that's just mm-hmm. where I write well. So that that adds up and it adds to the expense of, of the book. So. Well, and you know, don't apologize. Fourteen ninety five or ninety nine is just a pittance of the kind of the kind of growth that you can get when you do the work that you need to. So I so appreciate things. And now let me ask you, do you have any teleworkshops on abandonment right now? Because I know you offer teleworkshops by calling area code 317-524-1650. You know what? I, I don't have teleworkshops, but what I do have is uh, when you click the book on our website, mm-hmm. uh, I've got, I've got uh, three – um, videos on, that they'll take you to YouTube. They're they're about 15 minutes, and I'm, I'm I, I I actually made made three more, and I'm going to be adding them to that site about the book. So you could you could watch six 13 to 15 minute videos about abandonment. If you're not familiar with it, you'll be you'll be well educated by watching the videos about abandonment. Well, there you go. Mark Smith, thank you so much for doing this interview. Again, he wrote the ebook Managing Abandonment Issues Through Recovery. You can get it by going to FamilyTreeCounseling.com. And um, just thank you so much for being an inspiration in our field. Well, uh, Coach Carol, I thank you for the time, and, and I thank you for your support and your friendship. And uh I know you have a lot of really dedicated listeners because you do fantastic work, so I I certainly appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. Oh, thank you much. Well, we'll get back in touch when you get that next book written, so you take care. The next one one is going to be about shame. The next one is going to be about shame, another big topic. So thank you so much, Coach Carol. All right, Mark. You take care. Have a great week. Take care. You too. All right. Yeah, I'd highly recommend his book. It is wonderful. You know, I I personally have read it, Managing Abandonment Issues Through Recovery. Again, you can get that by going to www.familytreecounseling.com. And, um, you know, when you're looking at issues around addiction of any type and you look at abandonment, abuse, neglect, shame, guilt, you know that you're doing the inner child work that you need to do to make your life different and to stop some the age-old patterns that have contributed to you self-medicating with drugs, alcohol, or sex. So I am so happy to be with you. You can always email me at www.carolthecoach.com, and you can go to my website, which is www.sexhelpwithcarolthecoach. Now, next week, we've got another interesting author. Uh, She's going to be talking about empowerment skills for especially women, but if you're a man, you can use these skills, too. She's going to be talking about how do you empower yourself when your self-esteem is low. That's Mal Duane, and uh, she's amazing. So stay tuned next week, same time, same place, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And don't forget, you can always download every show on iTunes under Sexual Addiction or Strength, Hope, and Recovery, Sexual Addiction with Carol the Coach. 
um, remember, there will only be one of you at all times, so fearlessly have the courage to be yourself. Have a great week, and we'll catch you next month.